Hey, what's up? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Um, keep listening, because if you're like me, you have nothing better to do. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Kermit Apayo. You know, one time this guy, this guy came up to me after a show and said, you know, you're funnier than Stephen Colbert. And I knew what he was saying. He was very conservative, but he's not right. There's no way some, some goofy Hawaiian road comic is funnier than what Stephen Colbert is doing right now. And But that's where we are. We are at a point where, you know, he's making fun of the guy I support, so, <clears throat> so he's not. Haven't talked to Kermit in a while. We had a great chat. We've got a song of the week coming up from Churches, and we also have a dumb bit coming up as well. In fact, let's get to that dumb bit right now. Time for a little bit I like to call, I thought it was funny. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course, was elected to New York's 14th Congressional District uh, in the midterms, and uh, people are kind of upset with her, mostly conservatives, of course, but some progressives. But, um, and I even was talking to Fangirl about this, and I, I said to her, you know, Fangirl, of course, if you don't already know, an about uh, feminist. And I said, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, the, the Democratic uh, congressperson, uh, you know, from New York, and how people are upset with her. And she said, well, why are people upset with her? And I said, oh, I, did I mention she's the young woman from New York who was elected to Congress? So anyway, um, yeah, and like I said, people on both sides are upset. With, obviously, the conservatives are more upset. But even a few progressives have, and I don't know if it's a, if, if it's a, you know, she's 28. I, I, I'm sure it's an age thing. It might be that people don't like millennials for some weird reason. I don't know what all the millennial hate is about either. I'm 52. I don't get it. But um, I, I get she's young and, and doesn't have a lot, maybe as much life experience as some other people we have elected to office. And that's fine. But um, here's the thing. We've elected a lot of people to office who have said some pretty dumb things. From what I understand from doctors, that's really rare. If it's a legitimate rape, uh, the female body has ways to try to shut that whole thing down. Former Congressman Todd Aitken uh, on legitimate rape. This is my favorite part of what he says, though. From what I understand from doctors. Okay, dude, you never talked to a doctor ever about this. And if you did, you did not understand. All right. So there's Todd Aitken. There's also this guy. Take a risk. Get the education. Borrow money if you have to from your parents. Start a business. I was with a guy named uh, Jimmy John. You know Jimmy John? Yeah, you guys know. (laughs) Yeah, we know Jimmy John. We don't like that guy. Uh, That's my favorite Mitt Romney quote. Uh, Just borrow money from your parents. Yeah, you take a couple thousand and uh, yeah, here you go. I got some lying around uh, right here. And uh, finally, we have this guy. Well, not finally, but in in this stretch of uh, audio, we have this guy. This whole white people business, though, does get a little tired, Charlie. I mean, I'd ask you to go back through history and figure out where are these contributions that have been made by these other categories of people that you're talking about? If that, what, where did any other subgroup of people contribute more to civilization than white people? Than than Western civilization itself, that's rooted in Western Europe, Eastern Europe, and the United States of America, and every place where the footprint of Christianity settled the world. 
Representative Steve King demonstrating he has absolutely no concept of world history whatsoever. So anyway, uh, one of the things they got really upset with uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez about uh, was one of the things over the summer she had said was that, uh, you know, the unemployment rate w- was low now, uh, you know, under the uh, Trump administration and, uh, you know, the Republican Congress uh, because everybody had two jobs. And factcheck.org checked this out and said, no, the people with two jobs hasn't really increased that much. And, you know, if if I didn't have four jobs myself— I'd be right there with the other critics. But anecdotally, she's not wrong. But in factcheck.org, check that out. They statistically, no, that is actually not true. But here's the thing. I think I'm pretty confident. At least I want to give her a chance because everybody said, you know, you know, give President Bonespurs a chance. Let's give Miss Ocasio-Cortez a chance to see if she will indeed listen to experts, which I hope she will. You know, and then maybe she'll come to some you know better conclusions and and you know and be better informed because there's no reason to believe that she's not. Where you know these other folks had years and years to listen to experts and didn't, and hopefully you know uh, maybe uh, Ms. Acacia Cortez you know will, will be better informed than this lady. Let's appreciate and value everyone's cultures, but not all cultures are equal. Michelle Bachman there, of course, and well, you know, I thought it was funny. Kermit Apayo is a stand-up comedian originally from Hawaii, but he now makes his home in the Pacific Northwest, in uh, Seattle specifically, I believe. Always good to talk to Kermit. Here's our conversation with Kermit Apayo. Hey, Carmen, it's P.F. from Minneapolis City Pages. Hey, how are you? Good. Good to talk to you again, man. What was that? Good to talk to you again. Hey, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. It has, yeah. Uh, As usual, can we use the audio on my podcast like we did last time? Yes, absolutely. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, I I know I see you a little bit around on on the Facebook. Uh, I guess your your kids are are probably still off of school, so you're running around a lot, uh, I can see. Constantly, it is, and I thought I thought I'd have uh, some time on the break. I did not. It, we we did a lot of running around in the break because sports continue to happen. Apparently. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. Same situation. Although I have one in high school and one in college, and the, the high schooler went back January second. Man, they didn't waste any time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But we uh, ours ours go back on Monday. So uh, uh, yeah. So but, but we're still in it this week a lot. There's a couple of. Uh, tournaments, you know, basketball tournaments for my son, volleyball tournaments for my daughter. So, wow, crazy! So th- they're doing well in the yeah. sports, though. Yeah, yeah, they're doing uh, they're doing well. I, I can't complain. Cool. So, uh, what's new with you? What uh, comedy wise? Like, since it's been a few years, I know we, we don't get to see you much um, on the road. So I know we, before you were saying you were doing a lot of the, the corporate gigs and, and things like that. So what's uh, what's been taking up your time lately? You know, I still do this kind of mixture of gigs, but um, uh, yeah, it's been good. There, there's a, I did a dry bar comedy special, and that's um, uh, that's been that's been great. You know, they they release these clips that that uh, kind of make their way through uh, social media. It's pretty amazing, um, and, uh, and so the special's doing well. And and uh, all of a sudden, I've I've got a lot of plays now on satellite radio, so that's been kind of great. So it's been it's been interesting. There've been a lot of people. Um, 
you know, kind of been getting a lot more exposure uh, to people through these different means. Like for so many years, you go for TV. Yeah. And you're trying to get on, you know, you're trying to get that some kind of TV exposure. And now with, with all these other things, you know, the, the Trivar special is doing well and, uh, and Starlight Radio is doing well. And it, it's, it's amazing how there's other venues to kind of get out to people. And and uh, so that's been good. It's been uh, it's been kind of expanding things a bit for me, which is excellent. Yeah, that is true. I know a lot of people have done those uh, dry bar uh, things, and they they are really working out. Uh, Slade Ham, uh, Josh Need, uh, I think Ben Washburn mm-hmm. did one. Yeah, it's just one little clip, and then people you know hopefully will work backwards and want to watch the whole thing. And uh, yeah, it's even better than like a the, the late night set of the old days, I guess. Even though those are still right. popular. But. Right. Well, certainly, yeah, certainly there's still a lot of power in the actual late night set, but you're right. It is those little clips. Um, they help a lot. And if they, if they find them, if they find the right crowd, you know, I, I have one clip that talks about being, uh, being in my forties and, um, man, that just got passed around by a lot of people in their forties and fifties really. And, uh, it, it, it caught a lot of momentum. Um, uh, yeah, those things, those things are great. And you know, what's amazing is they actually, they, they said they were going to do that when, then when we, I was one of the first round of comics and they kind of said, well, here's our plan. And I can't speak for the other comics, but I was like, yeah, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just sounded so like, you know, cause you know, what is it? Two years ago, two years ago, you would have said, you know, oh yeah, we're you know you're gonna buy some Facebook ads and and, and make it go kind of viral. It just sounded like okay, <laughs> you know, but it it's worked. The, the the model they put in has worked, and, for, and like you said, for, there are many very funny comics. And the only real requirement to do those is to do a clean set. That's all right. they ask. Well, and, it, uh, it's funny you say that because uh, my boss at my day job is Josh Need, and he of course did one of those. And we were uh, we do a podcast uh, at at work, and we were sitting around before we were waiting for the guest to come in, and he was saying, you know, they want me to do this dry bar comedy special, and I have to do a clean set, which isn't a problem because I don't know if I, I want to. And he, he debated about it for a while, but then his clip, I think it was it's close to a million hits. I think he was at like nine hundred ninety thousand or something like that. So um, yeah, that is it's it, it you know good on them and on you guys that that that, that did work because you know you, you just never know. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing about right now is that there is a uh, there's been this major change in how uh, comedy beyond live work is working. You know, and what what is what is out there with with Netflix uh, producing specials and and, uh, and everything. There's been this major shift in in how comedy is uh, is presented and how it's how it's consumed. Um, now, live still is the same, right? Live will always be the same. People want to go see some something and go out for a night and have a fun time. But but how we reach out to people through media is changing a lot. So it's kind of fun to kind of be a part of something that, um, you know, took a little bit of a different business model, and they're doing it. They're doing it well. So, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting thing to uh, uh, to see to see how it's going, to see how it's changing, and to be a part of that. Well, another good thing about those is it's actually lifted from like you know an hour set as opposed to like a late night set, which is often kind of a, a mashed up greatest hits you know snippets here, and it's not not always indicative of people's set. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And uh, at least with this, you know, they they see this snippet from the actual hour, 
And like I said, maybe they'll work backwards and find that hour, and then they'll realize. Because I'm sure a lot of people, still, even with the late night sets and with the little snippets on the internet, sometimes people show up and think they're going to see one thing, and sometimes they, you know, they get another. Yes, yes, that's that's uh, that's very true. Um, and uh, the the only thing is that you know when you're when you have an audience that that has uh, heard a lot of those clips. Uh, you feel it when you do the bit live and during the show, you know, and, and, the, and you kind of go, oh, this is running to see those clips because the laugh is a little different, right, where you have a certain percentage of people who are hearing it for the first time and a certain percentage of people who are like, oh, yeah, that's the thing from the, uh, you know, from, from the special. <laughs> it, is, it is funny because you can just totally tell what an audience has, has researched, what a majority of the audience has researched. There are certain bits that, that they won't laugh as hard. They'll, they'll kind of giggle like, oh, that's the one I saw, you know, uh, on, the, uh, on the clip. So doing the different variety of shows that you do, are you still keeping your set uh, pretty varied? Because I know, you know, uh, on Facebook you're not afraid to, you know, uh, state some political opinions. But uh, I, I reckon you're doing, like, you know, the corporate gigs. You're not as, you know, free to do that or probably as comfortable doing that as you would be, say, at, you know, at... Uh, right. Acme or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in corporate gigs and cruise ship gigs, um, it's best to just kind of... Actually, you know, pretty much most things, I don't really do that much political. But certainly in clubs, I'll I'll, I'll do stuff that I won't do in, in, in cruise ships and, and corporate, and uh, um, which is fine. Like it's not, it's, the, the two are not that different. I mean, if you saw me at a club, um, it's more like just a couple of words here and there, right? It, and it's it's like it, it's not even like really swear words per se. It's more, you know, how how, how I use the word "damn" or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's it, it, the differences are, are small, but uh, but certainly in the, in the corporate and the cruise ship stuff, just you know, you, you kind of keep it keep it safe. Everybody has a good time, and, and you know, and especially the corporate ones nowadays because. Um, it's it's harder to convince corporations to have comedians because they you know they're so worried that there's going to be an HR problem, right? If if comedian does something misogynistic or or yeah um, or homophobic, now it's it's it becomes a problem. It's not just like hey man, you shouldn't have done those shows. It really is like HR gets involved and you know oh, why would the why would the why would the party committee subject the women of this company to that that kind of thing. And, you know, and rightly so. It should, you know, people shouldn't feel uncomfortable in their own Christmas party. But well, sure. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so yeah, it's it is it is one of those things where in corporates, like you know, why even why even push the push the button when you don't need to? If you can get laughs without you know worrying about it being an HR problem on Monday, why not? You know, why not just keep it keep it simple? Yeah, I was talking to Derek Hughes a couple of weeks ago, and of course he does the you know, magic and the comedy. And he said in his corporate sets now, they're almost all magic and very little comedy, and he saves all the comedy for when he does the the club dates. Yeah, yeah, it is. It has changed a lot, and, and you know, and, and part of it is when I and I've kind of experienced this where um, companies that I've done parties for and have recommended comedians for, and have had many comedians over the years. They kind of are going to, you know, uh, I talked to one, one company, just kind of contacted them, uh, and they, they said, oh, yeah, you know, well, we're going to have, uh, there's a guy who works at the company who does, like, and I'm doing air quotes here, kind of DJing, you know? Yeah. And, and that's cheaper than having a comedian. It's, it, it, it lasts longer. You know, comedians do about 45 in a set. 
this person will do three hours. And uh, <laughs> and because he works there, they can literally tell him, here's the songs you can't play, here's the songs you can't, you know, that, that kind of thing. They can, they can, they can literally tell him what's going to what's gonna come out of those speakers. And it saves him a lot of stress. So uh, <laughs> I think the perfect market's kind of going that way now. Yeah, it's weird now that you mentioned it. I work for a, a trivia company, and occasionally they'll they'll need somebody for a, a corporate event. I think I've done one or two of them, but I don't know if, if the companies are approving the, the questions. Even now in um, the regular trivia set in a bar, if a question comes up that involves any politician, you know, Barack Obama or Donald Trump or anybody, I always feel a little uneasy even asking the question, even though it's just a trivia question, you know? It's just, right. what kind of reaction are you going to get? Is everyone going to boo the answer? Like, uh, was uh, the last one was named uh, the three presidents, former presidents were born in 1946, and it was Clinton, uh, W, and, and Trump. And I thought, are, are people going to boo? Are people going to get upset? But no, it was, people just took it. It was just a question, so <laughs> dodged a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, and part of the, I, I, my guess would be part of that would be then you too, right? If you're in a bar and everything and that question comes up, I think, you know, but, but if you're in like, you know, a company event, then it's, then, you know, it might feel much so awkward about it, and, which is really amazing that we live in a time like that, a time that is so volatile that the literal mention of people can, can have another layer of emotion to it rather than just, oh, it's a trivia question about when people were born, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a crazy thing to think about. And it's it's strange how it's it's changed, and because you're, you're just a little bit younger than me, so you probably remember back you know when we were kids, when you made fun of the president, you made fun of him because he was the president. Like when Dan Aykroyd did the Jimmy Carter thing on Saturday Night Live, and I I like Jimmy Carter, but I thought Dan Aykroyd's impression yeah. was funny. He did the, the Southern accent, he was a peanut farmer, you know, he's this the Southern kind of guy. It was, but in but now there seems to be, I guess, if you are doing it, people perceive it as there's kind of more of a uh, a mean edge to it. Uh, and maybe there is. I don't know. I think. I think it's. Um, <clears throat> it's. Uh, uh, I think it's more that our our political opinions have become more of who we are, um, because so much of how we are presented things are done in a way that <clears throat> that it's with regard to our to our political slants on it. Whenever news is presented, it, it's sort of presented like. Here's the side you might. Here's, here's what side you might fall on this story. Whereas I think when I was a kid, when, when you're talking about when we were, um, I think people had political opinions, but but it, but it wasn't like when 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 uh, when Chevy Chase was you know falling all over the place as Gerald Ford, or, or like you said, when Dan Aykroyd was doing Jimmy Carter, um, it it was more about speaking comedy to power, right? Which is one of the, right. the big tenets of comedy is you speak to power. And so it didn't matter if my parents like, you know, Ford or Carter or whatever. When Chevy Chase is, you know, on a Christmas tree trying to decorate a Christmas tree and literally falls to the ground from a ladder. Like, that should, that's funny. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. And it's all because Ford had one, there was one video clip of him tripping. Yeah. <laughs> and that became this whole characterization of the guy. Um, it was funny. It, it was it was a very funny thing, and it didn't, it didn't matter what our what our stance was. It was it was like it was comedy making fun of power, and that's. But but I today everything is so presented as to which side you fall on that issue that even comedy has become that way, it, it, or, or the interpretation of comedy. Right? I mean, um, it's become like well, 
here's why you're making fun of him is just because you don't like him or you don't. Yeah. And there's a defensiveness. And uh, um, anyway, I'm rambling, but, but no, no, no. That's you know, I just, I, yeah, it, it just seems like we've we we look at humor as part of this partisan narrative rather than to just say these comedians are coming up with some very funny stuff about what's happening in our world. You know. Yeah. And like with Nixon, too, was it wasn't I mean, I know a lot of people were upset with Nixon about, you know, ending the, the Vietnam War and dragging his feet and ending the Vietnam War and, you know, and all that. But the big thing, the other big Nixon issue, of course, was the thing that he got more grief for was Watergate. It wasn't a matter of him being a Republican. It was just something he did, something he shouldn't have done and then reacted to it horribly. And that's what people made fun of. It, it, you know, it, it didn't really have anything to do with his ideology, more just with the guy himself. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was just, it was just the humor comes from that, um, that the event that happened and what was done, and uh, and, and people didn't have to say, well, I'm a Republican, so I'm offended by that. You know, people really yeah. didn't say like, oh, those are, <clears throat> those are funny things about something that someone should not have done, and it's, you know, and, and there's an inherent humor about it, right? About you know, sending people into an office and. Uh, you know, so yeah. uh, it is. It, it's different now, and, and it's too bad because there's such great comedy being written now. Like just really, really funny, and um, uh, just amazing how how far um, uh, you know, like a lot of the late night shows and and some of the things they're doing uh, comedy wise are just brilliant. And and uh, it, it's too bad that people. You know, one time this guy this guy came up to me after a show and said, "You know, you're funnier than Stephen Colbert." And I knew what he was saying. He was, you yeah. know, he was he was very conservative, but he's not right at all. Like, there's <laughs> no way, there's no way some some goofy Hawaiian road comic is funnier than what Stephen Colbert is doing right now. And but that's where we are. We are at a point where he's, you know, he's making fun of the guy I support. So <clears throat> so he's not funny. That's right. not true. He is funny. You just don't agree with the theme of the jokes yeah and i mean it's 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 hard to you know kind of judge yourself and kind of be like well am i just reacting because they are making fun of the other side and i'm on that side but so if you take it like you know with with bill clinton and all the uh all the now in a way it's kind of horrible in the me too generation but whenever it was making fun of him kind of the womanizing thing it was i laughed along too because you know what it was true i used to work on a radio show where um my boss was very liberal, but he hated Clinton. As I, I thought he was a big conservative because he hated Clinton so much, but he, he just didn't like Clinton. He didn't think he was a good representation of our side, I guess. And I didn't like the um, the monkeying around thing, and I didn't either. But I, I laughed at it because, again, like with Nixon, it was more about the guy and not, you know, anything ideological. Yes, and, and the uh, – uh, absolutely. And the, and, the, and the jokes were funny, and it was – yeah. You know, and it was just sort of a, once again, it was comedy to power. It was a guy, you know, a guy uh, abusing his power of office and then and then having an affair with an intern, which is kind of, you know, that's a comic premise in and of itself. Even if it's not the premise, there's a lot of like, you know, the, the, the sort of, the sort of, that sort of comedy. And at the time it was so, it was so sort of salacious and, 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 and juicy that it, it did it. Yeah. I was, I was a Clinton supporter and, uh, and yeah, but I laughed. I thought those jokes were very funny. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get back to a point where, you know, comedy, you know, can make people think instead of just, you know, kind of being more of a, I guess, a, a rallying point for the people that are, that already agree. Right. I don't 
know. And that's, I, I think it's, it goes back to how the world is presented to us. I, you know, I certainly think, um, as, uh, when, 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 uh, when they passed the, the changes in the, in the FCC, you know, in, uh, in 96, when they took, uh, they took out the fairness doctrine of, of media, I, I, I think they started to present media differently to where it is now. And, and people will, people will get their news from the places that make them most comfortable. And so when comedy has to step into that, you almost, you almost have to kind of understand who your market is. And it's too bad. It really is. But I don't know that it's going to change. I mean, it literally has to, I think, I think we will have to consume our news the in, in, in ways that, put us back to a point where we're we're a little more like looking at the story itself and deciding how we feel about it. And I just don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't, you know, Fox News is not going to go away. MSNBC is not going to go away. People people get their news from those uh, kind of places, and, and I, I just don't see that narrative. Now, if if we have a, a, a you know, a, a wholesale political change, like I think if if we if we get to the point where, where we're, we're sort of Back to the back to the idea that hey, I could I could vote for a Republican president if he or she uh, represented my views, or or, or if a conservative say, you know what, I, I would vote, you know, I, I would vote for a Democrat. If, <clears throat> but it, but I, I think until we get back to that point, it's it's not going to. I, I don't I don't think comedy wise it's going to change, and I don't know that I'll see that in my lifetime because there's so much there's so much corporate money in. The way the way media is presented now, that I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it changing soon. Is that, is that, man, is that really pessimistic? You're like, you're going to be a comedian who's <laughs> incredibly pessimistic about things. Uh, no. So what what's the rest of the year look like then? Though you're going to be doing um, like the the mix of clubs, core like the the usual work. Is that where um, more so for the podcast listener? Where will they be able to find you uh, in, in the coming year? Uh, it's yeah, yeah, just uh, same also uh, back on back on the road and um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, trying to trying to get around and you know just trying to keep the the schedule busy. I'd like to do a few more clubs though because I have a certain amount of clubs on the schedule and um, and there's two parts of that. Number one, clubs is where you actually put it to work. We actually work on the new material because you're not going to try new stuff on it corporate event or a cruise ship. There's just not, there's not a place for that. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I'd like to try and do more clubs. And we also, also the other part of it is that with clubs, there are people um, who, like I told you, because of dry bar, because of satellite radio um, are now kind of uh, following me somewhere on social media. And so um, clubs are a really good way to access those people, people say, Hey, you know, if you ever come near this town, I'll, I'll come watch you. It's kind of nice to be able to, to, to get out to places and, and, and let those people try and come on and see a live show. So, um, but yeah, so I'm trying to, trying to add a few clubs to the roster and, uh, and see if I can expand a little more in that market. Well, cool, man. And you, you've been to Cincinnati before, right? You, didn't you do go bananas once a long time ago? I didn't. You know what I did? Oh. I uh, I opened for Brian Regan there. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and had a great time. Okay, cool. Well, I will uh, I will pass along your info because I know the the club here is trying to look for some. You know, they have their favorites they bring in, but they're they, I think they're, they're anxious to bring in some uh, new faces as well, or faces you know folks haven't uh, seen before or often or in a while. So 
Um, we'll try to get that sorted. Oh man, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I had a great time. We were only there for uh, for the one night, but boy, we had a blast. And uh, and uh, and you know, and also too, I like talking to people there because I'm, I, I'm a huge sports fan. And man, that town loves sports. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> so it was a yeah. So it was a, a really great time, and uh, I, I would love to go back at some point. Awesome. Well, great, man. Well, have fun up in Minneapolis, um, and you know, don't uh, don't let the home schedule make you too crazy. I know it can be very stressful. Um, <laughs> I know it's so funny because it is kind of weird. I do go on the road to rest because I don't have to do yeah. shows like yeah. So I do, I do. I that's get what, so much sleep when I'm on the road. <laughs> that's what Gary Owen was telling me a couple of weeks ago. He said the same thing. He goes like, "Dude, when I'm on vacation, I just want to sit in the hotel." I'm like, "My wife plans all these excursions," and I'm like, "No, I'm not doing uh-huh. that. I'm sitting in the hotel. I'm relaxing." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right, so man. Funny. So, well, we'll get some rest. I know you're running somewhere this afternoon. I know because we had to uh, do this interview now. Uh, so yeah. yeah so uh, safe driving and all that. And um, hope we'll see you in Cincinnati soon. All right, man. Thank Thanks, you very much. It's good to talk to you. Guys. Good. Thank. Good talking to you. Bye. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks again to Kermit Apayo for being on the show. You can catch Kermit January 15th through the 19th at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. And then he's got one of them corporate gigs there in uh, Tacoma at the end of the month. But then he's back out at the clubs. Let me see February 8th and 9th in Carson City at the Carson City Comedy Club. And then the Edmonds Comedy Night Club there in Edmonds, Washington, February 15th and 16th. For all other Kermit Apayo information, go to iKerm.com. There you go. All right. So the usual plugs, of course. Um, keep checking back on Nearly Liza's YouTube channel. She will have some stuff up soon, hopefully, maybe uh, the next. she got a long weekend coming up. Maybe she'll knock out another video uh, or animation. And then, of course, check check Hayes' blog. Check that out as well, although um, uh, Christmas break is wrapping up, so she may not uh, have time to be getting back to doing many more posts. But again, check back with that as always. And that brings us to our song of the week, which I thought I was almost positive I had played this a uh, couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's from Churches. It was not scheduled to be a single from the Love is Dead album, uh, but it should have been. Uh, the tune is called Graves and uh, kind of puts me in the mind a little bit of uh, kind of the first album, uh, The Bones of What You Believe, or The Bones of What We Believe. And uh, I, yeah, I think bands have got to let me pick out their singles. So um, like I said, I looked back. I, I'm, I think I was going to play this, but then something else came up uh, for Song of the Week. And then I figured, well, I'll just play Churches the following week and then never got back to it. So and if I did play it before, uh, apologies, but it's such a great tune. Uh, this is Churches with our Song of the Week on PF's Tape Recorder. This is Graves, PF's Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. Do you really believe-